I love those YouTube videos of of kids listening to older music for the first time. I think one of the more famous ones was uh, two kids listening to um, that uh, that Phil Collins song. And when they get to the drum break, they're just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is incredible!" Yeah, it's it's one of the best. It's it's like I don't know, like that gets me all charged up. I'm like, Phil Collins, you're pretty good, man. You're pretty good. <laughs> you hear that Phil Collins <laughs> put that on the back of your autobiography John from Bob Saga says you know what Phil Collins you're pretty good, good. You're pretty- <laughs> <laughs> finally that validation I've been looking for Darling, am I married? I don't know. Did you see what they wrote about me on the pop saga? I know it's a, a, a podcast, but I get the transcripts. God. <laughs> I need to be that person. <laughs> Did they just say Carrot Top's dick root? <laughs> it was right after the bit about Carrot Top's dick root. John said I did it. I was all right. Oh, it's finally come. I can feel it cold in the air tonight. I'm dying. My life's complete. I'm fading away. I can finally dance. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. <laughs> it is I, Skeletor, welcoming you, you pugnacious purveyor of popular podcast, to this very special episode today, in honor of one of your heroic hosts celebrating the summoning ritual that brought them to this mortal plane. We will be delightfully dissecting this satirical record of how funny it would be if He-Man were to ever triumph over the mighty Skeletor. (laughs) This fantastical farce was written by Robbie London and directed by Lou Zucor. It is titled The Diamond Ray of Disappearance, which was such a good idea, and it totally worked. Now, here are my minions of mirth, your hosts, Forrest the Biclops. And trap John. <laughs> now pay me. <laughs> Thank you, Skeletor. <laughs> wow. Yeah, thanks. Wow, that was that was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's uh he's a, he's a little out of practice. Well, you know it's all that Uber Eats shit. So <laughs> yeah, he's been doing other stuff lately. Yeah, yeah. The cameos, I think. Yeah, that really does hit the cameo. Well, that's how I got him to do this. Uh, oh, I, I, 
yeah, I had to. I, I wrote him. Uh, he agreed to do it uh, for a cameo. It was uh, fifty bucks. <laughs> he's, he's not exactly in demand, but you know, he did uh, demand to get paid right after. He didn't realize I had already paid him, so I don't know what that last part was about. But um, you know, thank you to Skeletor for that awesome intro. I appreciate it. You know, I can hear him now, though. Don't crop the cameo text <laughs> on the bottom. You have to keep it. <laughs> it's got a digital watermark you just can't take out of there yeah, um, like, no matter what <laughs> but but exactly <laughs> right, you can't do it but uh as i as i said no i didn't say that skeletor said, said as, skeletor, it. Via the as, yep as skeletor said via the cameo um this we're doing a very special episode today uh to celebrate the the summoning ritual that brought you to this mortal plane yeah i mean there's a lot of people who know me probably feel like i was summoned from some unearthly plane to be put on this uh this earth to uh topple it from the inside out instead <laughs> all i've done is just discovered popeye's chicken and pop culture so Yep, the two most Whoopsies. important pops. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Eternia. Yeah, you wanted me to take down Earth. Instead, I discovered that Gwildor was right. Ribs are tasty. Wait, it's this, John? Oh, man, <laughs> where have you been? Uh, you know, here, there. I didn't really go very far. I mean, I've 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 left the state a few times, but nothing too crazy. Um, but I'm still doing reconnaissance. Don't you worry, Skeletor. I, I have uh, I have this whole new thing that I started that's gonna really catch the world on fire. Don't make me use my weird Skeletor spider statue to summon you from wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to my living room. No, no, no worries, no worries. I. I, I'll be uh, sending you reports right to your Geiger S statue in your living room house thing in Snake Mountain. <laughs> I've got you, Skeletor. I've got you. Well, I'm off. This one was for free. Wow. What a magnanimous, yeah, what a magnanimous skull-faced purple weirdo. Um, my favorite part was we weren't going to pay him for that. No. And I'm not going to send my report to him. Yeah, see, Skeletor, not so fancy after all. Yeah. Um, but uh, in case we're being too obtuse, this is your special birthday episode. Woohoo! Yay! Celebration! That's right. As you know, we uh, as we we revealed last week, we record her under. The seating to the the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show program, and uh, all the people here are super excited that we're celebrating your birthday. And so, as such, uh, it was up to you to uh, to to source what you wanted to talk about today, and you decided to that we should talk about the He Man cartoon, which I think we've been threatening to do for a, a bit. Yeah, almost a year, I think. Like. Yeah, yeah. Think about almost a year. We literally the first thing we talked about was Masters of the Universe, the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And now we're following it up by talking about He Man and the Masters of the Universe, the greatest cartoon ever made. 
Yep, and there was and Asterisk. and luckily for us, there was no <laughs> there was no Kevin uh, in in the cartoon to uh, ruin everybody's fun and and really uh, uh, really muck it up for everybody. So that was good. That was good. Exactly. Yeah. So why why choose this um, for your very special uh, very special episode of uh, Pop Saga? Well, one an episode is short and. Mm-hmm. That's always a plus. Less work. Less work. I like the cut of this guy's jib. Yeah, less. Are you just going to stay here for the whole thing, Skeletor? I noticed you you found the peanut butter puffs and you've just been snacking on that. Where does that go, by the way? I'm not going to ask. I don't want to know. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, Skeletor does work out. Skeletor takes a dump. Just saying. (laughs) It gets there. Don't worry about how. I have to go number two. <laughs> I'm gonna do a diamond deuce of disappearance. <laughs> no, I. You know. You know. I've made it no secret. I love He-Man, Masters Universe. You know, Skeletor is my favorite, and you know, like when we kind of started this journey, it was, you know, during the. Well, still technically dark times of a, uh, you know, worldwide pandemic. And I wanted, you know, partly to be able to escape a little bit. And that's the beautiful part of pop culture is being able to do that. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do is just like the go watch old cartoons I grew up, you know, grew up with. And, you know, He-Man was always there. Always the moral barometer for me. So... Yeah, it was just it just felt like well if I'm celebrating another, you know, spin around this earth, I might as well uh celebrate with, you know, one of my oldest friends. He man. Yeah, he man, not force. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, not force. I've known him for a while, but you know what I mean. It's not that old. Um but uh, yeah, that's a great. That's uh, that's fantastic. I mean, it was super fun to watch these again. I haven't seen the original the uh, cartoon in I mean decades. It's it feels like it's been at this point. So it was just fun to go back there, and uh, it's just it's a really funny show to watch, and not you know it's for kids, so it's not they weren't really I don't think intending it to be funny, but it is it is a very funny show. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have some pretty tight jokes in here. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. Um, <clears throat> and there's some really like weird, <clears throat> like the, I mean, the whole all the, the all the characters are are weird. They get in, introduced in this, but you made a very um, clear point that you said you wanted you wanted the first episode in broadcast order because I guess this isn't is not the first episode that was fi- uh, you know created. No, technically, it was the first episode created, but when you want... This is, this is the nerdy part. Depending on what streaming service or who you watch it, the DVDs will be out of order. So, okay. Or the episodes will be out of order. So you'll actually start with... I forget the episode you'll usually start with, but that's the fourth episode in the series, when technically, this one is the first episode. Okay, so this one was the first one ever produced. I got that reversed. This one was the first ever produced, and uh, but sometimes they were aired in a different order. Yeah, like, um, I don't know how you watched it, um, 
But, you know, I watched it uh, via Stars uh, via Amazon Prime. Okay. I bought right. the episode uh, on Amazon Prime. So a similar situation, I think. Yeah, so just... But if you were to get it, if you were to just try to stream it, usually it starts... I forget which one. It's like the... It starts with a C, I think. God. Not so nerdy after all, John. <laughs> it usually starts with the... I think it starts with the Cosmic Comet. I believe. I, I'll have to check. Like, it starts hell out of order. Okay. Well, there's, this isn't... A, the kind of thing that has a lot of like mythos from from like show to show that that really needs to go in any particular order, but um, it, it, there was a, it, it is ahead. the introduction kind of episode. Like, really, you meet all the main players. Yeah, you know? right. There is a, it is jam packed filled with uh with pe- people. This one is right, and like a lot of it's very intro heavy. You know, like when. Fucking Skeletor's all like, "Hey, join me, fools!" <laughs> you know, he's yeah, he's like he's... listing off their name. Oh my god, their bonafides. We will get to that. I cannot wait to talk about each one of these intros because each one is so fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. he he, he doesn't do that every episode. He's like, <laughs> you know, Stinkaw, the funky <laughs> fool of the. Felty forest, come to me. You know he doesn't do that every time. This is very this episode. Like you know, you know, he, he man's not going fisto, my friend. You know, none of that shit, so. <laughs> go find, go find Stratos and Ram Man. Yeah. Um. God, I wish I could do that voice. Yeah, God, I wish I could do that voice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird, right? Because. He-Man's voice is incredibly generic, but distinct at the same time. It's, like, distinct distinct in its genericness. Yeah, you don't... Like, if he was behind me and sounded like He-Man, I'd be like, holy shit, it's He-Man. Even though it's very... It, it, I don't know if it's that level of reverb that they put on it or something, but, like, there's just, like, a, you know, I'm... I can't, I can't even pretend to do it. My <laughs> He-Man will just sound like... You know, will pale in comparison. It's like when people do Beavis and Butthead impersonations. Everyone can do Beavis. No one can do Butthead. Same Ooh, you know, I have... <clears throat> it's been a long time, but I have a pretty good Butthead. So you, have, you have a Butthead impersonation. I do. So, I'll say, ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 hey, Beavis. There you go. There's my Butthead. <laughs> Honestly... Honestly, not bad, right? That's not bad. Yeah, no, like, like I, mine is so lame, but it's my favorite line that he's ever said, which is, I've been to the top of the mountain, and it, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been to the top of the mountain, and it is good. Well, uh, that's uh, pretty good. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah now now do you can you are you a double threat uh i used to be able to do beavis but i don't know that that one is a little it's really tough on the old throat yeah you do one oh. 
<laughs> I can do like the interest in yeah. Beavis. I am the great Cornholio. <laughs> well, all I right. need TP for my bunghole. Oh shit! All right, all right. I uh, bow down. I'll never do that again. <laughs> well, you know, um, you have the timeless Yoda impression that everyone understands. I have an obscure '90s cartoon that I'm sure most people have forgotten about by now. <laughs> Not us. Yep. Not People us. are like, where's your King of the Hill impression? That's the the cartoon I like of Mike Judges. Yeah, I used to have a Hank Hill. I tell you what, but no, nope. <laughs> I think I got too. I think I got too old and too. Bobby, that that boy ain't right. Whoa! There you go. I think I sound. I must sound kind of like Mike Judge. <laughs> I think that. I must think- be good. Like you and him were separated at birth. Go get that fucking office space money, man. Go get that shit. I know. Uh, Mike Judge, are you bored of doing the voice of? I could do it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I said, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That TV. You said, do it. Are you threatening me? (laughs) <laughs> so this episode is about He-Man Yeah, this episode's about <laughs> He-Man and Butthead Right That, uh, T-Love's pretty hot Um <laughs> uh, Well, I mean, Prince Adam's kind of a butthead In this episode, he's kind of a he does some some Beavis and Buttheads type type stuff, I'd say. Well, but, he's always a butthead. That's the point. Yeah. So this is season one, episode one, the Diamond Ray of Disappearance, as Skeletor so kindly uh, mentioned in the. Um, he thinks these are just satirical versions of what might happen if he was beat by He Man, but I mean, he's just too embarrassed to talk about uh, the fact that he's constantly beat by He Man. But facts matter, and uh, Skeletor, you're you're uh, you're not being uh, not being cool, okay? Um, especially that's hey, those are my pickles. Those those cost money. I didn't say you could eat all those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, you just gave a fine. <laughs> um, but it's uh, written by uh, Robbie London and directed by Lou Zukor. Which sounds like a He-Man villain name if I've ever heard one. Yeah, yeah, Lou Zukor. <laughs> yeah, what would he do? What would Lou Zukor do? Like, is, is he... direct plays or something? Like, it'd be very close to whatever he did for this episode, but, you know, he'd just be really <laughs> ripped. Really small waist, really <laughs> big upper body, you know, for some sort of twisting action, you know, like literal The action. dictator of direction, Lulu Zuko. And he's just like, and action. Maybe he has and a he's little like, clapboard. Yeah. Hello, I'm Lulu Zuko. Like fucking beast man in this episode. Hey, also voiced by John Irwin, the voice of He-Man. So yeah, like, doing know, double duty. I'm gonna sound like that after drinking this uh, Coca-Cola with coffee vanilla flavor, though. So I apologize as we're going through. This. <laughs> I'm probably gonna be all. <laughs> Let's talk about the He-Man episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, um. 
So do you have any other uh, any other facts or, or fun little trivia about this episode before we, we get into the recap? So this episode's only voiced by four people. But there's wow. like 12 characters in it. Actually <laughs> yeah, more. But like, the thing is, I think back in the day, their contract said that each one of these... Uh, each one of the actors, so John Irwin, Alan Oppenheimer, and Linda Gray, could do a maximum of four voices. After it got past four, they couldn't do any. So that's why Lou Scheimer, who is the creator of this, you know, the filmation, the all that stuff, who who got this cartoon started, he that's why he does other voices because he wasn't under that contract. And sometimes I see. his wife would come in and also do the voice of the sorceress. And other mm-hmm. incidental voices. So you'll never find an episode that will really have this many of the characters. Just because of those rules. So, right. Um, but it, it's, uh, again, this is one of them. Uh, this is like the, the main episode. That, this is one of my favorite episodes. That's why I picked it. It just also happened to be the first one, so huzzah! That's it, awesome. You I know, guess. Just, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say before we did get started, do you want to talk a little bit about the the Kevin Smith version of He Man that will be coming out? I think it's it is appropriate to talk about because it's actually a continuation of this the the canon in canon story of this cartoon. Yeah, and you know. I am a Kevin Smith fan. I've made no secret of it. I know some people who are like, Kevin Smith, whatever, dude. And I'm like, well... <laughs> I like Kevin know. Smith generally. I think I have a complex relationship with his films now as compared to when I was younger when, when I saw them, but uh, there's still a lot of his stuff that I like. Yeah. I never realized he loved He-Man or he's a He-Man fan. Maybe he is, maybe he wasn't. You know, but I think it's an interesting choice as showrunner for this uh, continuation. I'm waiting to see what this show's going to look like. That's they the thing, like- right? We haven't, at this point when we are recording this podcast, there hasn't been any official art released, uh, or at least that I have seen. I've got, we got, we've got several little teases. We got part of Bear McCreary's, is it McCreary? I don't know, but it, whatever. The guy yeah. who did Battlestar Galactica music, he is doing the the theme, and it rocks. It sounds awesome. Yeah, sounds and good. we got the uh, we got the the cast list, which is insane. Yeah, it's um, like everybody. Yeah, I'll just go through it real quick. Shoot, uh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor, uh, Lena Headey as uh, Evil Lynn. Um, Chris Wood, who plays, uh, he's on Supergirl. He plays uh, Mon L. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Wood is, uh, he's going to be um, Prince Adam slash He Man. And then we got Sarah Michelle Geller as Tila and Liam Cunningham, which is the, uh, the Onion Knight from Game of Thrones. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be Man at Arms, which is insane. And then the rest of the, cast is equally insane we got steven root dietrich bader griffin newman tiffany smith henry rollins what 
the original Alan Oppenheimer playing Moss Man. No. Um, <laughs> Susan Eisenberg, Alicia Silverstone, Justin Long, Jason Mewes, Phil Lamar, Tony Todd, Cree Summer, Kevin Michael Richardson, Kevin Conroy, and Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah, and John um, King. And <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to. When you hear like the He Man, I'm going to be one of the voices in the background goes, Man. Are you going to work that out? Yeah, yeah, I've already recorded it. It was pretty oh, okay, easy. okay. Uh, they just said, you know, send them a little, uh, you know, audio clip of me going, Man. And I did that. So, man. So when you're watching it, just know that when you hear the He <laughs> Man, that's one of them is going to be, Man. Yeah. Man. He so. Man. You can just isolate that and use it, uh, uh, Bear McGarnagle, or whatever your name is. Um, but uh, man, I, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't think the character. Well, maybe the the actual like who these other people are playing have been announced. But I imagine Griffin Newman, who you might recognize as the 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 last the most recent live action vers- version of Ar- Arthur. Jeez, I cannot talk. But Arthur from the Tick. Um, he will for surely be Orko, and, uh, you know, I don't know what these other people are playing, but I could probably guess, uh, given enough time. Okay, who's, uh, who's Tony Todd playing? Um, well, Merman, I think, probably. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want, Skeletor? God, why? I love. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm hopped up on sugar. Don't mind me now. Like, who's Kevin Conroy? His gonna be his voice is so uh, distinct. He'll just be Batman. <laughs> They'll just have Batman in the show. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am battle cat. (laughs) Shit, damn. (laughs) I oh, that actually reminds me. I know Stephen Root is going to be Cringer, which is an incredible casting. His voice from Office Space, where he's just like, "I'm I'm, uh, Cringer. You took my stapler. You took my my courage. I'd like to get that back, please. I believe you took my cat stapler." I'd like to get the big. You took my uh, armor for my head. Um, <laughs> I'd like that back, please. I don't know where I keep it when I transform, but uh, I'd like it back. <laughs> nah, and... Tony Todd plays Scareglow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. They, they must be just bringing these like names in for like one episode. They can't uh, possibly afford to to like have all these people in most of the episodes. Man, they got that Netflix money. They good. They good. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then like, I mean, it's weird because I'm really happy that Mark Hamill is Skeletor. At the same time, you have Alan Oppenheimer. So I just wish he would voice like I know. a more evil Skeletor. <laughs> They're like, hey, Alan, come back. We're doing a new He-Man cartoon. And he's like, really? I assume that's his actual voice. He's like, "This is great! I'll be in every episode." And and they're like, "Ooh, listen, uh, we're getting Luke Skywalker to do 
uh, Skeletor, you're, but I guess we, we got such a good role for you. Episode Ooh. five. <laughs> you get to be Moss Man. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. You got Alan Oppenheimer here, and you want me to be Moss Man? That thing stinks. It like, stinks. <laughs> My third cousin invented the atom bomb, and you want me to play Moss Man? Get out of here. <laughs> Actually, he sounds closer to Man at Arms in real life. Since yeah. I met the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds he, he sounds like Man at Arms, like a sophisticated, even more sophisticated Man at Arms, because he also voiced Man at Arms. Last time you did a trick, I got egg on my face. Yeah, that's yeah, that's close. That's yeah. close. Don't give oh, up cool. that Beavis and Butthead one. <laughs> 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 That'd be like the the off-brand Man at Arms. Yep, like boy at. Denny's, you know, whatever that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, this uh, the new series seems like it's going to, uh, I don't know, it seem, it's either going to be incredible or incredibly disappointing, but uh, I, I have faith in the talent involved, and I'm excited to see what it will look like, because I, I'm, I'm right there with you. The, the design of the show could really make it or break it. I've heard it described as an anime style show, which it's hard to tell if that's just the Hollywood reporter not knowing what it's talking about, not really knowing what anime is, uh, or, or or is it going to look like the? I know the one of the people who is producing it worked on the Castlevania animated series. So is that the look we're gonna get? I don't know. Hey, I'd love, hey. I'd love something a little more that was a little closer to early '80s animation, but that's just me. Yeah, it. That's you know. Look, I liked uh, Motu 2000X. You know, mm-hmm. that was that was fine. It it at least had. I don't want to say similar shape language, but you know, everyone kind of had those weird heroic proportions. So. That was way better than like the the He Man series, like the new He Man, like the new Coke that came out after. <laughs> you know, that was just like yeah, really, you know, garbage. Even the toys were garbage. Um, yeah, they've released that. So the only art they have released is they're making a CG companion series for this show because this show is actually going to be targeted toward towards people our age. Um. And so they're going to be making a separate He-Man kids cartoon, and they they released a picture of that, and that looks bad. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum before it comes out, but in my opinion, I saw the the look of it, and I was not excited. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's not for us. Yeah, it's you not know, for like, us exactly. Like when you see it, you're just going to go, "Oh man, like you doing that, huh?" But maybe the kids will be into it, and that's, you know, that's what you, or at least part of what you need to kind of get it back to where it was, because He-Man is one of those properties that they keep threatening to kind of revitalize and tap into, but never seem to have, I mean, they've there's been a couple of false starts over the years, but it doesn't, like, no one could really tap into that magic again, and it was such a huge deal to me growing up, I would love to see them just, you know, t- take a little more 
um, I don't know, take a little more care, make something that really can capture the imagination of a new generation. I'd love for it to, to live on and not just in our, you know, nostalgia Swiss cheese brains. Yeah, exactly. At this point, I'll take any He-Man over no He-Man. I, it, yeah. You know, like, will I give this other one a shot? Probably not. Yeah. But then again, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'll watch the first one and be like, that's not for me, but that's for my nephew. So, you know, maybe he'll love it. And then that'll, yeah. be, that'll be awesome because at least that will be, you know, we're, we're, we're telling that story. We're, we're, we're passing it down, though it's not the same that I remember. At least it's still there. And, um, yeah, who knows? But this one, this Kevin Smith one, I think it truly rides or dies with how it looks. And if it goes too crazy and doesn't really honor the original a little bit, like, like I don't I don't even want to say in tone, but just kind of like, you know, they, they have such distinct looks that to break that could really just kind of break the immersion. Yeah. That. And especially since it's meant to be a direct continuation of the series, they have to... I'm going to be looking, especially in the backgrounds, for the the color palette of Eternia to make its way over. And I think that's probably the thing that I'm hoping for the most, but I am also the least certain of whether or not it will actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about as well. But, you know, hopefully by the end of this year, we should get some sort of information on what it's going to look like, and even if it's coming out. Yeah, I mean, we know they've recorded their voice lines. We know that there was a slowdown because of the pandemic uh, vis-a-vis the animation, but there's we, we're seeing all the pieces come together. So even though they haven't re- released like a... Uh, I don't think there's an official release date yet. Um, I'm, you know, well, exactly. We'll figure out, or we'll see some more stuff this year, and hopefully it'll be good. But yeah. um, that's not what we're, we're here today. We're talking about the, the very first episode of the original series. Um, and uh, this uh, came out back in 1983, so um, I don't think there's anything more to say about it. Why, why don't we just dive right in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, awesome. So obviously the the episode begins with that awesome filmation logo, and that's just fun to see. And the masters of the universe. Exactly. And then the the intro is not so much a song as it is just table setting. Yeah, but that's how like a lot of these cartoons and you know TV shows were. They gave you a little bit of everything you needed to know, because you know at that point each episode was a contained story. So this, you know, watch He Man. You watch the intro. You kind of know what's up. Yeah. So here's what I had a couple of like questions rewatching this intro. So he is. He basically he holds the, the the sword aloft and speaks these magical words, and he becomes He Man, and he's abused with strength and knowledge. Yes. And then he takes that same sword and just shoots it at Cringer. Mm-hmm. He can't have known what would happen. Well, the knowledge part hits him. 
Right. So you're and, saying that he had, it's like, anything you shoot at that you like and is cowardly will turn into a buff version of that thing. Sort of. <laughs> I just like the idea of him being like, cool, let's see what it does when I shoot my cowardly good-for-nothing cat. Boo! <laughs> well, oh, it made him cool. Well, I guess that's the best thing you could have hoped for. I mean, it, it's the only time the sword shoots. This isn't like Shira's sword of power that could do everything. All this does is transform him from Prince Adam to He-Man, and that was a complete creation for the cartoon, and then allows him to transform Cringer into Battle Cat. After that, yeah. it is just an indestructible sword. Um, it's a cool-ass sword. Which is still one of my favorite sword designs of all time. Oh yeah, love those yeah. little like the the flirtily pattern almost on the you know near the cross guard. Great sword. Yeah, but well, broadsword, not a great sword. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. Um, here's another question for you: Why Shoot. does He Man keep his transformation a secret? Uh, next question. What you get? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I know the reason why they put it. The, the like this is a show for kids. And they needed sort of the Prince Adam character to be a little more. Uh, you know, I don't know, but a little more approachable in his non-He Man form, I guess. Yeah, there there was some stuff how they wanted, if I remember correctly, like some sort of aspirational goals, which is completely wrong when you see this dude who is as ripped as, you know, he manages like, hey kid, one day if you try hard enough, you too can look like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but, uh, I felt that miserably. No, no He-Man root here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why they... I honestly, I don't really know why the transformation is there. Because um, usually they... Let's say you're Batman. You say, okay, I want to hide my identity so the people around me in my life who are, are innocent don't get attacked by these like various super criminals that are going to be targeting me, which makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, but when we're talking about He-Man, there's like there's seemingly like three or four buildings on Eternia, and that's it. And Skeletor's always fucking up the royal family anyway. So it's like he doesn't really seem like he should just be like, "Hey guys, I'm He-Man. Can I please be respected now in like any situation instead of my my king father just being like." Oh, Prince Adam is such a disappointment, <laughs> which is the attitude that sort of permeates this episode. I think I would be like, yeah, I'm He-Man, guys. That guy you the love who looks exactly like me, except w without a shirt? That's me. I mean, shit, King Randor and He-Man have the same fucking haircut. <laughs> right. Right, the only diff the only difference where you kind of go like mm, maybe that's not his kid, is the fact he's blonde haired, and King Randor and Queen Marlena, you know, like like are redheads. Mm -hmm. So you know, Skeletor's kid. Yeah, it might be. 
I didn't want to. I didn't want to take it there, but <laughs> yeah, that, that's why it's a spoiler alert at the end of season one. We we discover that Skeletor is indeed He Man's father. It um, makes the casting of uh, Mark Hamill as as uh, Skeletor that much more <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> exactly. Something that uh, Man at Arms never told you. I am your father. <laughs> now come on my lawn. <laughs> I mean, Jenny can pick up your lawn and throw it. <laughs> As he does. Considered it mode. <laughs> Skeletor, dad. Uh, um, doesn't work. Dadator. Dadator. <laughs> Skeletad. Um, so... I liked the uh, globe at the start over the title uh, credits. I liked the sort of setting the the world. Um, you kind of see all the different biomes of Eternia, and I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I, I also always enjoy the, um, like, when they cut in a lot of the pan and scan they do with, like, these really long pieces of art that I, I wish I owned some of them. You know, like... Like, the sweeping shot that takes you to Snake Mountain is all mm-hmm. just one drawn piece. Yeah. Obviously, they just go across. So dope. Um, and Snake Mountain is so, like, you. We, we were talking about metal earlier. That is so metal. Yeah, it's it looks really great in the cartoon as well. And this is where we have that, that establishing interior shot, where it does pan across a lot of the interior of Snake Mountain, and there's, like, lava and cool sort of blue purple stalactites and stuff but the whole time there's just some like <laughs> like in the background and i was like what is happening in here because there's no people on the screen until it lands on beast man and you realize that it's been beast man this whole time just yeah. breathing heavily yeah well you know that's a he's a very beast of a man um so yeah obviously you know wet jowls maybe had a couple of cokes with coffee you know like (laughs) trying to clear that throat you know i I wish i didn't drink that (laughs) so always do it in social situations (laughs) so skeletor is here he's given some some exposition to to beast man he's got He's got a, a, a new trick up his sleeve, and so he has uh, Beastman uh, gather his his evil uh, soldiers from anywhere in the galaxy. Really, they I think th- they make it pretty clear that they're not all on Eternia. He's just summoning them from wherever they are. Yeah, like you do. Like yeah. you do. Yeah. Like and I- this, I want to spend the entire rest of the time talking about this scene, just because. There's so much fun things to uh not really of course but there's uh, there's so much fun things to talk about. So first guy we're introduced to cuz now we go he basically activates this weird this freaky spider statue and it shoots purple beams out of its eyes and mouth. And um we basically then get introduced to all the different soldiers that uh that um Skeletor is having transported from wherever they are directly into his, his his lair in Snake Mountain. And the first guy we see is Merman, who's looking like uh like Cookie Monster's been been going through a rough time. Or maybe like yeah, he had a, like a bad breakup, so then he decided to lift <laughs> weights. 
<laughs> yeah. And, but <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. he's trying a different style, and it's not really working for him. Yeah. And he shifted from cookies to corn, you know? <laughs> like he's yeah. Like, I, I love the yellow corn. Oh, wait, hold on. I love that yellow corn. <laughs> so, yeah, him and Sea Spray are hanging out. Uh, well, it's like the, we get introduced to him. He's just wrestling a dolphin, like some <laughs> dolphin creature. He throws that shit off screen. <laughs> yeah, just throws it off screen as he's getting as he's getting summoned away. That's funny. And then, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but I gotta run of this dolphin creature. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> yep. And then we're introduced with, uh, you know, evil to evil Lynn, of course. And how they how he pronounces it is just like they really hit the Lynn part, so it makes it sound extra like pedestrian. It's evil Lynn. It, I'd love to see, like, is her sister normal Lynn at home? Um, Content Lynn, but she's just up there on the hilltop, like f- airing her cape out. She's just doing like an evil hilltop hang when she yeah, gets well, she, uh, summoned know. away. Well, she's summoning. She's the sorceress of the night. So, you mm-hmm. know, I guess she's trying to bring night, but it still looked like daytime. But yep. it's fine. Maybe she's just got that black cape that she puts over people's face. And it's like, <laughs> it's nighttime. I can't see. It smells like lavender. <laughs> it's very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, and That's then we're introduced... So to uh, this is uh, this guy I had as a toy when I was a kid. Very familiar with Triclops. <laughs> oh, he's, he's the best. He, he has different shaped best. eyes yeah. uh, around his little spinny thing, and he had, I guess it's gamma vision that can see around any object, not through it, but around it. Yeah. <laughs> I love this part because he just he's looking around. He sees. Uh, what a, looks like a satellite dish behind a rock. So he picks up the rock instead of going around, and he picks it up, throws it out of the way. Um, and uh, wait, or does he shoot it? He just picks it up, I think. And I think he picks it up. Yeah, and then he just gets summoned away. And I was like, "Oh no, your satellite dish! You just found it!" But he, he brings it with him. Thank, thank goodness. Very, very uh, kind of Skeletor to bring it along. Hey man, the Skeletor is a giving boss. When you're summoning, like <laughs> sure when he's summoning is. his version of the A team, or you know, like the Skeletor's four, right? Summon four people. Yeah, Skeletor's four. It's like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you know, he's <laughs> like Skeletor four. You will be the. Um, I don't like. I don't even think he is their boss. Uh, how they based on how they treat him when they all get there, but. No. Next, we're introduced to Trapjaw, yeah. with a big old pink jaw and a pink arm, and uh, he is described as the Wizard of Weapons. Except for nothing he does could not be accomplished by someone holding the same weapon in their regular hand. In fact, later this 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 uh this method he had is of. Attaching guns to his arm really becomes his undoing. So I don't know. Calling again, maybe Skeletor is just nice and complimentary, but calling him the Wizard of Weapons, I think, is a little too far. Maybe he only knows a trap jaw, like by you know, like you know, by reputation. 
not necessarily, you know, he's never really worked with he's him never before. worked with him. Yeah, he's like, I hear he's a wizard with weapons. I'm going to bring <laughs> him along. And then, you know, but the I t- love, do you think how, do you think they kind of were feeling the same way? And they're like, better throw a line in about his jaw. Because... <laughs> He does go like he's the wizard of weapons, but he's here for the job. We're we, we're bringing him along because of the job. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, like like <laughs> it's like Trap Jaw was a, a, a like originally just he had the jaw, and he's like, I need something else. <laughs> I don't know how Trap Jaw sounds. Like, I, I need something else for my. I needed to think with myself from all the rest of the jaw based villains out there. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't reach up that high with my jaw. I need a need a, a laser bow. <laughs> I need a stubbier or, arm, or you know, a lasertron. Yeah, give me one of those. Uh, you know, I mean, trap jaw is kind of like you know the shark vacuum of He-Man villains. It comes with a bunch of accessories, but they don't really work. Um, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? That's fair. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, the, the, he basically is, uh, he's gathered these, these four because he's got a brand new scheme to get He-Man. He has found the lost Diamond of Disappearance. Diamond, yeah. Ray of The Diamond Ray of Disappearance, yes, of course. Yeah, don't get it twisted. It looks like it's in a, in a, a jewelry box you might get it at a Macy's. Yeah, um, maybe even a Tiffany's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think it, it doesn't have the Tiffany blue, so I don't. Oh, it's that's pl- pretty clearly not from Tiffany's. He's like, I found it at Jared's. It was reasonably <laughs> priced, and I was given credit, star credit. You're doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, the 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 it's funny that he just has this diamond in a box, and everyone there is sort of uh, bummed to be there. They're just like, "What are you gonna do? What's what's your plan now, Skeletor? You always have these plans. He man always beats us. So like, what's your cool plan now?" And so he offers to sort of demonstrate the the diamond ray of disappearance. Um, and he's asked for volunteers, and they just have this shot of uh. Of uh, Merman looking just high as hell. <laughs> He's just like, oh, and yeah, he had, of course that's good for good reason because he uh, he demonstrates it. And basically, what this thing does is it um, it teleports people to a dimension that has it's some sort of like it's like the negative zone. It's like a a prison dimension that has like no form. We never get to really see it. But I think the idea is that it's not, it's like a non-traditional dimension. It's this sort of formless, timeless dimension. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess the name of the ray, you know, the Diamond Ray of Disappearance isn't incorrect. But when I first heard it, I always thought it was like, oh, turns you invisible. But, uh, no, no, I mean, it turns you invisible as in no one will see you ever again. (laughs) Because yes. you are in a terrible prison dimension forever. Yeah, so there's a level to this disappearance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's the plan. They're going to go... Well, he, he doesn't tell you the exact plan. There's the classic, now here's the plan! And then they cut to the, the royal castle. 
uh, to check in on what the good guys are doing. And the good guys are gathered around Orko so he could do a trick. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on Orko. <laughs> yep. And he... And, uh, you know, he, he uh, as you might have predicted, he, he screws up the trick and uh, splatters uh, man-at-arms all over the face with eggs because he's doing some sort of egg transportation trick. And that's just when they start to hear uh, those that classic 80s laser blast outside. Um, and uh, just Tila runs to the window. No one else seems too terribly bothered by it. And, well, of course, she the- sees... Well, she's the captain of the guard. So That's true. That's that is her job, I suppose. Right? Which I always thought was pretty cool. I was like, "Oh shit, all right. Tila's like the best warrior, quote unquote, in in Eternia, you know, or at least for the the royal family. Or the yeah. best they could hire through a little <laughs> bit of nepotism since that. A, a lot of nepotism. Her. But it's fine. It's fine. You know, the fact that she went to the window everyone else is like, "Well, you know, Dila will deal with it. And, um, you know, traps are all shooting up shit. And I love it because he's flying on a little sky sled. <laughs> yep, he's just, like, he's just like, wee! Just firing at stuff. So Tila's like, hey, I'll take all of the guards, every single one in the royal castle, and we'll go after this one guy. Yep, makes sense. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course it. Of course it makes sense. Yeah, and uh, and then of course <laughs> Prince Adam is like, "Well, gotta go." <laughs> and the the king is like, "Oh, I just wish he was better. This sucks. <laughs> I wish he was more princely." Yep. Like, what does that mean? Like, like you know, what do you do? You wish he goes out there and also starts punching these guys, sits there with you. Like, I don't know what that means, but, uh, I didn't see King Randor grabbing a gun, going outside, shooting at these people. He was truly going to let everyone else deal with it, so. I like, in their mind, Cringer and, and Prince Adam just, like, go to their room. They're just like, well, bad stuff's happening. I'm out of here. You guys have fun. In a way, I guess that's about as princely as one could act. Um, but he's not... Of course, he's he's not uh, just gonna go away and do nothing. Cringer gets the right idea. He's suddenly worried. I hope Prince Adam's not gonna do what I think he's gonna do. I'm a coward. Get it? <laughs> like, I like the fact that, like, actually, depending on when you watch this episode, this would be the first time anyone would have saw it. And if you didn't pay attention to the intro, you would have been like, "Well, what is Prince Adam gonna do?" You know. <laughs> No. He's just gonna go into a bush with his cat. He's like, we're gonna hide here, Cringer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, uh, he instead is in into the woods. He uh, he um, sort of uh, steals away with Cringer, and they they transform into He Man and Battle Cat, respectively. Dude, and I get, uh, I get goosebumps every time I hear the "I have the power." Yeah, because so it incredible. sounds powerful, you know, like, like yeah, motherfucker, power. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. wish I could wake up like that. You know, <laughs> like, and then there's oh. some pretty rad ass music to be. To, speaking of powerful, 
as uh, Tila blast trap uh, Jaw, and he's and he go and he uh, it starts to crash. There's some like pretty cool like little metal licks going on in the background yeah, that I fun. thought was uh, was awesome, especially for a kids' cartoon. Yeah, well, I'm sure metal back then was like sounded as science fiction as possible. Ooh, what is this noise? Now, sorry, I was doing the Metallica Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> you know what? But uh, so this is. Um, you'd think that he was in trouble, but this is the plan all along. Uh, Skeletor's watching this, and he's and he's going great. They have just emptied the palace of guards, so we can just waltz in there with uh, with no resistance, which ends up being true. Yeah, and I mean, and he doesn't give a shit about Trapjaw, which means yeah. he's like, it's like, oh, that dude does suck. All he yep. all he did was took my sky sled and <laughs> wrecked it. And he has like he holds up the diamond, and there's an awesome music sting when he's like, "I'm gonna make a special delivery." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that part's cool. But now we're yeah. back with Trapjaw, and uh, he is <laughs> trying to attach a, some sort of energy bow to his arm, and he's like, oh, this never works! What is this? And you're like, a wizard of weapons, huh? Can't even screw it into his, uh, his like, modular arm piece. Um, it doesn't actually really matter much, because Tila... Holds out her sword threateningly towards uh, to trap uh, towards Trapjaw, and he just bites the tip off. Uh, at which point, Cheek is is like, "This was my only plan." Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> I should just stay on the sky set and shot his ass, <laughs> right? And he is like, well, of course now, like, her sort of stunned horror has given him enough time to actually attach this thing, the Wizard of Weapons, finally was able to screw his bow on. And uh, just as he is about to to shoot Tila, here comes He-Man! And he... He's... <laughs> so the Wizard of Weapons is like, okay, fine, I've got this thing. It's another ray. Oh, what? What's that? You've just bent it backwards, to, <laughs> pointing at me. Well, that sucks. I hope I'll just sit here for a while while you throw me over the mountain. He throws that motherfucker far. He picks him up on the bike he's on and yep. just th- <laughs> throws, throws the him whole thing clear over a mountain. Where he's like, I'll get you next time, He-Man, and just as soon as I can get this gun to work. (laughs) And get my arm pre-bent in the right direction. Yeah, you don't want to make it work in its current uh, situation, because it is pointing at his head, so that would be... be, It would be great, like, he flies over, He-Man just staring, and then we hear, like, in the background as he shot himself. (laughs) Ha, finally, it's working. <laughs> this is one dark episode of Masters Universe when Trapjaw offed himself <laughs> with his laser tron. In this episode, we saw Trapjaw play with guns. That would actually be a pretty good uh, uh, episode for kids, but um, but uh, so T-Man's guessed it. 
Skeletor, there's a reason he emptied the castle of guards. So he's like, hey, Tila, uh, what do you think? Is there a reason why everyone's gone and there's just Trapjaw out here? And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's get back to the get back to the castle. And that's what we do. Yep. We're back at the castle where Orko is still entertaining man-at-arms for some reason. While they're just chilling out, waiting for Tila to handle everything. Yeah, like, uh, Orko's just like, you know, it's like, I learned this, you know, I'm gonna distract you with some good magic. And then, like, or fucking man-at-arm burns fucking Orko with this one. Yeah. He's just like, oh, a good magician could do all sorts of stuff. And he's like, tell me when you find one. <laughs> You're like, damn. No, 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 no. Savage bird. <laughs> and then fucking, uh, God, oh, why am I, uh, the, what is it, a sorcerer shows up in bird form? Yep. And he shows up as a bird, and then they're like, they, they're like, oh, well, we don't. She, we don't need lines for this. So Man at Arms is like, she's speaking to me in telepathy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what is she saying? Well, Skeletor's in the castle. Oh, crap. Could she do anything? Nah. Nah. She's outside of Grayskull. <laughs> she has no power nope. here. Right? <laughs> like, this is terrible. This- Apparently just the power for telepathy and to transform into a bird. That's it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you've got a couple things over your sleeve there, but... Uh, no, she's just going to hang out there and later be zapped uh, after doing nothing for the whole time. It's funny. You think she could have probably did the... It's like the range of her telepathy must be like about six, seven feet. <laughs> you know, it's just not even very far. You think yeah. she could have just, I don't know, opened the door to Grayskull and be like, Man at arms, look out! Skeletor's yeah. coming! <laughs> right. I'd fly in, but I have the telepathy. Nope. 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 Yeah, she, uh, so, she is, Skeletor shows up, he's got his dumb robot knights, and, uh, Beastman and Evilid. They've just been able to walk into the castle, it's a huge castle, but apparently not a single guard left in the place after they all went after Trapjaw. So, they are able to just walk into the throne room, or wherever, it doesn't really actually seem like the throne room, it just seems like a hallway, a random hallway in the castle. I would have loved to seen the the half an hour that took the, for them to find the king. They're just like searching. <laughs> there were so many different buildings in the the wide shot of the castle. All right, ha ha! I've got. Oh no, this is uh, another bathroom. I think I found the entertainment suite. <laughs> no, just a storage closet. This place. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's another Starbucks. <laughs> Um, decaf americano please <laughs> but so he just blasts the Skeletor's like uh, check this out and then just blasts his, uh, <laughs> blasts the uh, sorceress into the negative zone and she just like I love how she finally does something when he hits her with the, the ray she like just puts her arms or her wings up like time to go oh well too late <laughs> I could have done this forever ago, but decided not to. Um, and Skeletor basically banishes everybody, um, but Orko is able to to get away because he can float. So good for him. Shitty Orko. Well, he does kind of, like, Orko sort of saves the day, uh, I think, 
because he, as He-Man is sort of running to the castle, Orko's like, just gives, the, he comes out and gives He-Man an exposition dump. He's just like, Skeletor's here and he made everyone disappear. And He-Man's like, oh, it must be the diamond. Right, right, I've seen it. I know everything about it. The diamond of disappearance. Damn, he must have found it. Yeah, uh, go get a Ram Man and Stratos. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, meet me at Castle Grayskull. You guys just hang out in the woods while I take care of everything. Yeah, I gotta go find out how to counter this diamond ray of disappearance. Because he, even though the sorceress has been banished, he knows there's one way left to talk to her, and it's a magical mirror that is, exists in Castle Grayskull. Apparently I just the wanna... only thing in Castle Grayskull. <laughs> 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 just a black room with a mirror in it. Great decorations of Castle, Castle Grayskull. It makes the end of... Uh, this scene makes the end of the movie He-Man make a lot more sense, where they're just in that black void fighting. This must be that room in the Castle Grayskull. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Same room. Yeah, same room. See, that's a, that's the power of Masters of the Universe. It's a very authentic movie. I did not, I did not realize. Yeah, it knows um, its lore, dude. It knows its lore. Don't you? Yeah, that. it's a real deep cut. Yeah. But He-Man uh, it finds out he needs to crush... The diamond, it's not going to be easy, and if he looks at it for too long, he will be transported, but he needs to crush it, and then everyone will be freed from this dimension. I mean, she said it's not easy, but it sounds, you know, pretty uh, cut and dry. It may not be easy, but it is straightforward, as is the plan next, because he meant like, well, Skeletor will be here soon, so I'll just wait. (laughs) <laughs> and so he does. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> and Skeletor is just walking. I don't know how long the trip is from the Royal Castle to Castle Grayskull, but it apparently is just a nice little jog, because everyone's just just hoofing it from one place to the other. I mean, let's be fair, though. These are probably the fittest people on the planet. Yeah, they must walk everywhere. That's <laughs> that, that must be the key. Yeah, like, uh, I mean... Skeletor like, they walk is... to get the HGH, and then they walk home. <laughs> you may go to the whatever the attorney version of, you know, GNC is to get the, you know, their protein shakes and their, their ZOA energy drinks, you know? Their muscle milk. Their muscle milks. Yeah, I mean, dude is a skull. He has a skull for a face, but, like, Lou Ferrigno's body. So, yeah, I, I imagine a quick little job. <laughs> Skeletor keeps it tighter. They run a three-minute mile. Look at these hammies. Look at them. Yeah, I mean, you know, every one of them is fit. Even Merman. I mean, he threw a dolphin off screen. Off screen. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, I thought it was fun uh, that the door to Castle Grayskull has like a giant bar over it, but that serves no purpose (laughs) because it's a drawbridge. It's, it's and it's lock. on the outside yeah. too, which is uh, which is fun. Well, you know, they didn't know how to build castles in Turnia. Yeah. Deep. So, as you know, Skeletor is a, a a genius. So his plan is to to throw a rope around <laughs> it and pull the the door down. And I love how he has the like all his minions, uh, you know, Beast Man, Evil In, uh, Merman. And uh, and Triclops are up there. Trapjaw. They're 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 
trying to pull down this door, but Skeletor is just like talking about stuff, and then eventually he like adds a little magic to the to the, the proceedings, and that actually does a trick. Yeah, well, that's how you know the famous Skeletor line works, right? Like you you hook a door, you let these guys work a little hard, and then you shoot it. And then I think it's actually He-Man probably was the one who opened Yeah, he seems, he's inside, so he probably just pushed it open. Uh, and they're like, He-Man, what? <laughs> I guess I didn't expect you to be here. Yeah, weird. you think, like, the protector of Castle Grayskull would be at Castle Grayskull. But yeah. <laughs> You'd think so. But what's uh, I just want to take a, a moment to say how much I love the backgrounds in this episode. I haven't. I didn't really watch any of the other ones, and I don't really remember them all that clearly. So I don't know if the if this is one of the things that kind of gets degrades over time. But I love the sort of loose quality of it, the sketchiness, the colors, everything about it. These backgrounds were just a delight to behold. I was really loving every no, minute of it. No, dude, they reuse them so often. You oh right. <laughs> Well, that so, makes sense. Yeah, you know, like, when they have to flip them around, they don't have to do anything, because, you know, it's like, oh, well, now he needs a face left. Uh, just flip the fucking cell over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, no, you see these backgrounds, but they they literally are some of my favorites. Like, a really weird, twisted version of, like, this fantasy sci-fi, you know, like this, like, like cosmonaut Conan type world you know yeah it's It's, really interesting it has like almost like a heavy metal you know the 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 comic and the cartoon sort of vibe to it but um at this point he-man just begins to wreck shop uh as he bursts out and just started throwing people around (laughs) like beast man gets tossed merman gets tossed it's like how do you like uh see if you can swim in mud just throws him (laughs) in a mud pit (laughs) He does like to chuck a motherfucker too. He uh, does. <laughs> he really does. He's not. He, he has the sword, but he only really saves it for like robots <laughs> or like prying things open. Right. His his go to weapon is throwing a person very far away, picking them up, their whole person, picking them up, and they're just it's cradling them in his arms and throwing them across the world. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh so everyone begins to show up now uh ram man is here which is a guy with springs for legs so i mean i get there where they're going for but it's it's a fun dude and uh stratus who can who can fly which is cool and they each kind of like get to do their thing like ram man uses his spring legs and he smashes a bunch of the robot knights as they're called and uh you know the uh, stratos picks someone up and flies them out of the way <laughs> i forget exactly what who he uh he, he fights but he gets you to do his it, thing he wraps evil lynn up in her cape right right yeah she's yeah and then tila shows up and everyone gets to kind of engage in the fight it's actually a pretty fun scene um skeletor tries to use the diamond of course on he-man at this point but <laughs> he-man's got that sword and it's just like and he's like no oh jeez no don't aim it at me oh god no dude that fucking line was great fucking skeletor's like hang on look at this and he-man's like no thanks <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so 
it bounces the beam back, and I'm like, well, shit, if you could have done that. (laughs) So Skeletor, in his fear, just drops the diamond down a crevasse, and... He's like, he's like, now I'm gonna kick your ass, Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor's like, well, how do you like this rock guy? Well, the <laughs> the answer is he he man likes it quite a bit because he dispatches the rock guy in like two seconds. Yeah, the famous he man punch towards the camera, but boom, knock that rock golem into pieces. Yep, and uh, and Beast Man is like, uh, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's I like uh, I'm getting the hell out of here. I was waiting for you to do your uh, your uh, butt head with <laughs> the the beast man. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> So, how fucking strong is He-Man? Because He-Man gets into the crevasse where the diamond fell down into, and it just makes it wider by pushing it with his legs and arms. He's he's shifting tectonic plates uh, to to widen this hole. I can answer that very uh, very easily. He is the most powerful man in the universe. Well, there you go. And he shows it right here by by <laughs> using the leverage afforded to him by wedging himself in this little fissure and widening a fissure. <laughs> he yep. moves the plates of the earth, or at least the local... He's He compresses the local rocks and, and uh, soil, it, so it makes this fissure larger. And then he's just able to... Boop. <laughs> slip down in there grab that diamond and so i I don't this part kind of confused me i guess what they were saying when they had it in that box is like you can't just hold it because they seem to make it clear that you had to look at it to uh to like be affected by it but he-man is being affected by it because he is holding in his hands trying to crush it yeah i mean i think that's like an extra added rule because someone was just like, well, you know, if he's crushing in his hands, he probably can't see it. And they're like, well, it, just, it still makes him disappear, too. Uh, let's let's just have it go slower. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little slower. Yeah, yeah. Because y- you would think that taking the top off the box, everyone would be fucked. Right? Like, just a Yeah, exactly. It would go everywhere and everyone would be in this, this weird dimension of colored blocks and, and grids or whatever we saw briefly in the mirror yeah. but um but now we get another example of how outrageously strong he-man is well as he takes an uh, a diamond the size of your fist and crushes it in his bare hands <laughs> shattering yeah. it yeah like i mean the sorcerer says it wasn't easy or wouldn't be easy this seemed relatively easy even when it took him to the you know, the other world, he was still crushing the fucker, so he took the diamond with him. Yeah, somehow the diamond can transport itself, sort of like a weird, like, Ouroboros of a thing. 
it transports itself to the dimension it transports things to and yeah so there's that moment of tension right so he like you're that you're mentioning that he-man is smashing it with his bare hands but (laughs) exactly yeah that's a hard diamond um (laughs) yeah king diamond rules rules (laughs) but um he uh yeah, he he sort of gets he starts to vanish. He goes he goes to the other realm and he is able to smash it sort of phasing in and out and everyone comes back. Yep. And then Skeletor's yeah. like everyone's watching it cuz Skeletor like in his heart of hearts is like come on, Diamond. Come on, Diamond. <laughs> yeah. He's like I don't have to do anything. This is great. Oh shit, he's back. Okay, let's get out of here. I'll be back. <laughs> then he vanishes, but I'm not due to the diamond. He had a he had a separate vanishing spell. Um and then we get like a little flash of the title and what is I guess could be considered in the modern time sort of an after credit scene. It's the wrap up. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a uh, it's just kind of the whole thing is that the king is still disappointed in, in Prince Adam, and everyone's hoping that he'll arrive on time. And uh, Tila enters with some good news. Yep. Uh, he's found the the royal Zoom chariot. Uh, but the bad news is he wrecked the navigation module, and that's when he crashes through the wall. <laughs> Where he's just like, uh well I wish you didn't wreck the uh the zoom chariot you massive disappointment and then Orko gets the final line where he's just like well at least he wrecked it on time and everyone's like whoa Orko there's nothing else to do oh, we're so bored Kid Grander is an anarchist because he's like ha, 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 you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whoa, yeah, there's nothing to do on Eternia. Fucking Skeletor's not doing something. <laughs> yeah. God, I wish Skeletor would show up. Yeah. I'm the life of the party! <laughs> oh, it sucks here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and that's, so we get, the final scene we get is the uh, the classic 80, 80s cartoon moral. We have to sum up what was what were the things that the bad guys were doing wrong and how does that sort of relate to your everyday life and uh the 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 lesson here is that um there's no such thing as a free lunch basically someone offers you a shortcut it's likely that that will end up coming back to bite you so put in the work and uh, don't take shortcuts yeah don't sell yourself short the right way is the best way mm-hmm. later <laughs> Until later, my friends. <laughs> Until later. Bye. I'm He Man. Um, but that was it. That's the and then we. Uh, that's it for that episode. When what an episode! God, I love it. It, it was has, really fun. I really enjoyed watching it for this podcast. It has everything. Like I feel like if someone was like, "Well, what episode of He Man should I watch?" It'd be like, just watch this one. Because it's like every other episode. Yeah, there'll be like crazy dragons with like old school motorcycle helmets on later on if you want to get that <laughs> far. But like you just want to kind of see not just the formula, but 
the main characters all kind of doing their own thing. And, you know, the the moral, honestly, like all of them at the end of it, make a lot of sense. You know, and it's true. Like, it's, it's silly as shit, but these are the things that kind of help me with my moral barometer. And um, I think this one's a pretty good one. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, and I would say... Uh, I would say I would give it the hearty uh, pop saga recommends from me too. It gets the sticker. Congratulations, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, that's yeah. right. You've done it. Congratulations, He-Man. <laughs> that's right. You're the best. Now come up and take your prize. Oh my God! Someone shot He-Man. It was me, you fools. <laughs> the bullets made out of ketchup, though. What? Why did I do that? And so later, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> Skeletor's ribs. This is a new. This is a little viral marketing. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all hopped up on dang soda. And- yep. Coke yeah. with coffee, vanilla flavor. You got Coke with coffee. I'm hopped up on Coke with peanuts. Um, so I think that that's as good a place to end it as any other one. <laughs> so. yeah, well, I just want to say thank you for humoring me on this this uh, blessed day of uh, rotating around the sun one more time. I really appreciate it. Let me uh, pick this cartoon that means so much to me. Um, and to a lot of other people who aren't me, but I don't really care about them. I only care about me. And uh... of course, <laughs> well, let me say from me and all the Pop Saga fans out there, a hearty happy birthday to you, John, and um, anyone else who has a, ha- a birthday out there. You can pretend like we're saying it to you, but we're not. Um, so remember that. <laughs> Good luck, fuckers. <laughs> Um, uh, so that's it for the very special birthday episode Um, and uh, you know what would you like to get involved in this conversation why don't you send uh, John some birthday witches witches don't send me birthday sandwiches um, uh, on social media and reach out to us and be part of this conversation um, I'm sure he'd appreciate to get your your uh, birthday wishes as well. As, of course, what we request, if you reach out to us, just provide us with that validation and praise that we need so much to, to continue doing this. But uh, for real, if you want to get in on our social media business, uh, John is, is the one who manages that part. And there's lots of so, tons of fun content. You might just want to follow the Instagram feed and not listen to the podcast at all. It uh, It's very oh, no. good. Yeah, you're just you're digging up. You just keep digging up. <laughs> you got to dig us out, not dig us yeah, out. Sure. Don't dig up. Don't dig um, up. So uh, you can find us on Instagram, at the Pop Saga, on Twitter, at the Pop Saga. And if you want to get in touch with us to send those birthday wishes to Don, John, you can, to Don, you can, uh, to Don Johnson, of course, it's his birthday, too. <laughs> you can um, uh, send it to us uh, via email, thepopsaga at gmail.com. 
And of course, it wouldn't be an episode without thanking Burton M6 for his incredible theme song. And as I say, as we both say, the most uh, professional part of the show. And um, please check the show notes for a link to our T Public store if you want to get some merch. We have an incredible Batman 66 logo up there right now. Uh, changed, modified uh, to represent Pop Saga. Get it while it's hot. <laughs> It'll probably be taken down uh, due to copyright infringement uh, for some reason. But we hope that wherever you are out there listening to this podcast, that you're happy and healthy. And we'll be back next week with something fun. So see you next week. Very clever, you muscle bound moron. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.